Hi, I'm Gail from Europod. Before enjoying your podcast, allow me to say a few words about Europe Talks Back. In the third season of Europe Talks Back, I want to uncover the topics that matter or should matter to all of us. From gender to bodies and sex, digital to migration and urban landscapes, and everything in between. Rather than focusing on macro-level policies, let's zoom in and talk to the brave activists and volunteers with lived experience, who are working directly with marginalized communities to further equity, justice, and liberation for all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Your pod. For a few weeks, I had to juggle between my work as a correspondent and the research on Merkel that I did in my free time. So I felt the urge to clear my head, to move away from my flat, my laptop and my notebooks. I was so completely lost in my thoughts that when I finally came back to my senses, I was on the Republikplatz. People come here to sit around, chat, have a drink and relax. The parliament on one side, the chancellery on the other. This last one is a gigantic over-the-top building, a bit like the chancellor who had it built, Helmut Kohl. My question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series, episode four, a Snow White killer. Wir Deutschen haben aus der Geschichte gelernt. Over 1,90 meter tall, Kohl was a big guy, a big-headed eccentric man from West Germany. He wanted the federal chancellery to show the strength of this new Germany that had been reunified under his office. You can't miss it, that's for sure. Very ill-suited to Merkel, if you want my opinion. And I can't imagine she's too fond of it. The two of them were so different, complete opposites. He's in many ways considered as having been her political mentor. Remember he made her minister twice. He opened many doors for her, not only in the government, but also within the party. That's how, in 1998, she became the CDU's first female general secretary. That's not for nothing. But Angie wasn't going to keep that position for long. Why? Because of a scandal. A scandal that might just have killed the CDU altogether if it weren't for her. And that no We are in November 1999. Who's Walter Elkie, the CDU's former treasurer? And it's not exactly a friendly visit. 
The police officers have an arrest and warrant. Thus began the exposure of a case known as the CDU donation scandal. In a nutshell, this scandal is about a series of illegal political funding in the late 1980s and in the 1990s. Between secret bank accounts in Switzerland and hidden donations, several CDU officials and heavyweights were embroiled in a scandal worth millions of euros in political embezzlement. At first, Helmut Kohl denied any involvement. But further investigations highlighted that the party officials were well aware of such black boxes and how this money was serving the Chancellor's political interests. You're about to hear Jacqueline Bozain. I was so happy to be able to reach her. She's a German journalist and speechwriter who wrote a biography on the early rise of Merkel in politics. She was alone because Helmut Kohl's system was dependent on the people within his team. Themselves and their careers were dependent on him. Therefore, it was a system with very strong links, which is not unheard of in the political sphere. We give and we receive. It is a matter of loyalty and trust. In other words, since they all depended on coal, they were all somehow implicated, or at least knew about what was going on. Everyone but Merkel. Bozain sweet. She was not part of this system because her career was not similar at all. Thus, her loyalty was different. Angela Merkel came out white as snow. After all, those events happened when she was still an East German scientist. She told everyone she had no clue that she didn't know a thing. It's been more than 20 years since the events. And I can't help finding it a bit odd. She was the general secretary of the party, a key role in any other organization or political party. She was very close to Helmut Kohl and his minister, so she knew what kind of character he was. I asked Jacqueline Boisin how she felt about that. One must be extra careful. Although the criticisms regarding the CDU donation scandal emerged as she was the party's general secretary, they did not revolve around her mandate. It is then clear that she had nothing to do with these accusations. I tried specifying my question. It had happened in the past, fair enough, but still. There would have been traces, chatters, so I'm not saying that she must have known about it. I just think there's a possibility that she might have suspected something. I didn't get an answer to that. Much like many other questions, I had surrounding what happened in those years when Merkel rose to power. One month after it all started, Cole publicly took responsibility for the black boxes but refused to collaborate in the investigation by giving out the donors' names. CDU's members were outraged. He was sinking. And he was drowning the entire party in the midst of this political scandal. There was only one person who wouldn't have it that way. Merkel. The phone rings at the Frankfurter Allgemeinen Zeitung newsroom. On the other hand of the line is Merkel, 
And five minutes later, a document came out. A winner-takes-all bet. She was brave enough to publish a very hard article with a very precise wording implying that there was now going to be a rupture and that if the CDU wanted to embrace the future, it needed to break with the past. She had the news image of an altes Schlachtros, we're referring to cause. Merkel's position is really clear. If the CDU wants to survive this, Coal has to go. In doing so, she was comparing her party's leader and political father, as he's the one who opened the doors to her, to an old battle horse not being able to walk anymore. It was nevertheless not very funny. Ouch! She demonstrated a lot of courage and political talent as she knew that the only thing that could help us in this situation was to admit that this horse was good in the past, but it was over now. Of course, this was an act of defiance. And surely, she couldn't inform Cole's minions of her treachery. However... I wonder to what extent she really acted alone. She took this initiative in a very emancipated manner. She did not say a word to anyone when preparing this article. Its publication took everyone by surprise. She did not even ask his opinion to the party's leader at the time, Wolfgang Schäuble, as she knew that the other high-ranking party members would have disagreed. But again, I wonder, how much of that is actually true? To some extent, she must have known about younger members of the party who, like her, had long been irritated by Cole. Now, with the big wolf out of the picture, Angela Merkel was willing to lead the pack. You maybe remember that Merkel's rise in the CDU had a lot to do with the fact that a position of power that had existed for a long time and was occupied by Helmut Kohl surprisingly and quickly disappeared. I think that a lot of politicians close to Kohl within the CDU, including the younger generation, were so set in the previous state of power that they were actually not ready to take responsibility from now on. They were not ready to take this power. Remember Michael Schindel. He's now a famous filmmaker and a curator. But he originally studied chemistry and worked in a lab in East Berlin. You've guessed it. In the same one as Angie. Well, it made me think of something he told me when I interviewed him. Merkel responded quite differently to the situation because of her own story. She was the only one who, with a kind of a casual directness, was able to call a spade a spade and tell the population that they had to start anew because the country could not go on like that. Germany could not rely on continuity. That is how she prevailed over her own generation in West Germany. I think that this is something very typical for East Germans. They lived through this historical experience according to which a new beginning is necessary and possible, but only if you really take matters into your own hands. In April 2000, she's the only candidate running for the party's presidency. And she's elected 
with 895 out of 937 votes. Well played, Angie. Now, you might think that from this point onwards, she's going to be sitting on her throne undisturbed. But the hyper-centered call system had been an exception in the history of the CDU. The German party system is actually quite democratic and horizontal. The road to becoming Mrs. Chancellor is still embushed. I won't get into too much detail on how she dealt with the competition, although it does reveal a new side of her personality. After passing as an inoffensive and discreet young woman, Angela shows her teeth and soon gets the reputation of a ruthless killer. Those were always quiet, swift, but fatal murders. I read somewhere that in the year 2004, Friedrich Merz, one of Merkel's most serious rivals, was seen wandering in Berlin with tears in his eyes. According to him, Merkel had isolated him completely in the party. Later that year, he resigned. I wonder why. And that's only one example out of many more. Even if Merkel didn't get into politics with the idea of making a career for herself, she had her ambition and wouldn't let anyone stand in her way. And now that she had a clear playing field, she still had some time ahead to prepare for the chancellor elections. Or at least, that's what she thought. Remember Schroeder, the successor of Helmut Kohl as German chancellor? He's still in office at that time. His party is dropping in the polls, whilst the CDU is rising. Desperate situations call for desperate measures. He calls for a snap general election. But we'll get back to that later. At the beginning of my reporting, I felt like there was a missing piece when it came to understanding how Merkel first entered EU politics. I didn't know where to place her first steps. I assumed, naively, that her first power play in the EU area happened after she first became Chancellor. Actually, it wasn't so naive. People have often said that Merkel has no vision for Europe and no idea of what Europe should be. But the events of the year 2003 are actually very enlightening when it comes to how, back then, Angela Merkel perceived Europe in the 21st century world order. Indeed, it looks surprising now, but Angela Merkel was in favour of a military intervention in Iraq. At the time, German conservatives, along with Eastern European countries, were fully behind the United States, which led this campaign. While Francis Jacques Chirac, the Russian president Vladimir Putin, and Schroeder's Germany were fighting against this invasion at the United Nations. This European division angered Jacques Chirac a lot. They missed a good opportunity to remain silent, said the French president. A comment which infuriated Merkel. Just a few days later, the Washington Post 
published an op-ed with a rather frank headline, Schroeder doesn't speak for all Germans. A provocative title, signed by a provocative author. She also made it very clear that, according to her, Europe should support and walk side by side with the US. Reading this, almost 20 years later, is frankly weird. It had to do with something more profoundly anchored in her, with her global understanding of how the world's geopolitical map was structured. Merkel is an Easterner, just like the Polish, the Czechs and the Hungarians. Just like them, she grew up on the communist side of the Cold War. Just like Eastern European countries, she wants Europe to be part of the free world. And the free world center, its headquarters, are in Washington. Florence Sautré. That explains why she is an Atlantist. But her Atlanticism and Europeanism are two sides of the same coin. They do not oppose each other. This was the first European stand she took before becoming Chancellor. Her party, the CDU, did well at the 2004 European elections, well over the centre-left SPD. Cherry on top, the European party of the CDU, the European People's Party, is now the leading force in the European Parliament and in Brussels. And, as the CDU is the EPP's most influential party, and by far, Angela Merkel became almost an unofficial EU leader. Remember when I told you about the Republic Platz earlier? Well, if there's one thing well suited for Merkel in the Chancellery, it's the view that she has from her office. A clear view on the federal parliament, the Bundestag. A constant reminder that she's not the supreme institution in the country. The parliament is. At that point after the election, she can't help projecting that model on the European institutions. At least in thoughts. It's a matter of power relations. She belongs to the right wing, the centre-right politics. She relies on this card. In fact, she projects so much of the German way on the European system, even though she is aware of the existing discrepancies. In this context, I think that Angela Merkel's legacy to Europe is the Germanization of the European political system, maybe for the best. Politique européenne au sens bruxellois, mais peut-être pour le meilleur. In her mind, a parliamentary system is a democratic one, and the lack of power of the European Parliament upsets her. Maybe also because at that time it was the only place she could make herself heard. After the European elections, EU leaders were supposed to pick the successor of the president of the European Commission, Romano Prodi. This is a very sensitive issue, and heads of state and government can spend days, if not weeks or months, to fill such appointments. But both the French president Jacques Chirac and the German chancellor have a name in mind, the Belgian prime minister Guy Verhofstadt. But Angela Merkel disagreed. The Belgian prime minister looks too federalist, not conservative enough. The game was back on. During a meeting of the EPP, she lobbies for European Conservatives to put forward a new candidate, 
the Portuguese prime minister at the time, José Manuel Barroso. Chirac accepts him. Not that it really mattered to him. It didn't make much difference. And let's be clear, Barroso wasn't more capable or more in line in terms of ideas. Barroso, for Merkel, was just another card of her game. Merkel was winning on two fronts. The first one being to annoy Schroeder. The second, she managed to outmaneuver talks between EU leaders and to shape key European decisions, even before being officially at the table. In that, it is a system that is more parliamentary and in which parties are more important. In this regard, parliamentary does not mean that the European Parliament would have a lot of powers, because we know that they are limited. Here, the word rather refers to the European Council, which pretty much works like the French Senate, with personal affinities, mutual interests between countries and many groups of supporters. Her opening move had set the tone of the game. And that's only what she did as an opposition leader. Question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you want to hear more podcasts that get to the bottom of things that stand out in the ambient noise? Join Europod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our newsletter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Discover our brand new website at www.europod.eu. And join us in our fight. Europod. Clear the noise. Start to listen. Listen.